The Blue Jackets and Yamakaka Linen have continued their horrible off-season by uh, continuing to make baffling choices. We're going to talk about the fact that they have somehow decided to trade a first-round pick and a second-round pick for Ivan Provorov. That's coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Blue Jackets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, uh, Jay Foster. I've got my host, Hayden House, on here. And uh, we're here to talk to you about the good, the bad, and the ugly of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I guess we're going to be talking a lot about that third one today. Uh, before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Lockdown Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube and we are on Sirius XM if you are a radio person, which is super exciting. Uh, let's, let's get into this. Um, the Blue Jackets, uh, have, here's the thing. The Blue Jackets were always going to make a stupid trade for a defenseman. I have made my peace with that. You know, they were always going to go out and get a a defenseman that they thought was better than they were. And they were going to give up too much for him because they have this weird idea that what they need next year is a veteran defenseman. Um, and like maybe they do, but why did it have to be this guy? Um, if you have somehow missed all of the news that's happening today and have missed my like 700 angry tweets about it, um, Blue Jackets, as part of a three-way trade with the Los Angeles Kings and the Philadelphia Flyers, have traded uh, the first-round pick that they got from LA at the trade deadline and a conditional 2024 or 2025 second round pick for Ivan Provorov, a defenseman out of Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia made out like bandits in this trade. They got a first round pick and a second round pick from the Blue Jackets. They got a second round pick from uh, the Kings. And all they had to do was take on uh, like they got Cal Peterson's contract, which is rough, but I assume that they're going to be flipping hard. Uh, they picked up Sean Walker, who was kind of on the way out in LA, um, and a pretty solid-ish prospect in Helga Brands. So, like, and they didn't even have to retain salary on on Provorov. LA is retaining the salary on Provorov. So, like, like this, for Danny Briere's first big move as GM, like, he gets an A plus for this. Um, Yamo gets an F. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of get into the trade a little bit more, um, but I wanna I wanna kind of start off with something that I try not to be too serious on this show because I feel like it's not fun when people are too serious. Um, but I wanna I wanna preface like the discussion about Provorov with this. Um, I am a member of the LGBTQ community. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a surprise. Watching the Blue Jackets trade for someone who says that it's in his beliefs to not support queer people, I think is abhorrent. Uh, And I know that we are going to get comments on YouTube. Oh, you're just being woke. Why are you anti-religious? Because he said he he was against it because he's Russian Orthodox. Um, Like, he must be the only Russian Orthodox player in the entire NHL. Now that's out of the way, uh, let's talk about the trade in a vacuum. I don't like... And I'm going to let Hayden speak for a bit here because I've just gone on a little bit of a rant. Um, Hayden, this trade. The Blue Jackets were always going to make us a trade like this. I don't... 
even even if it wasn't a guy like Provorov, I don't think giving up this first round pick when you're in a rebuild is a good idea. Like just straight up, I think they should have kept the pick. And I don't know what you think about that, but first of all, credit us. A couple weeks ago, we said the Blue Jackets should look at trading it for a defenseman. This is not what I meant for that. Because, yeah, just off the bat, everybody that's an NHL fan knows Ivan Provorov from the last couple of years, and not because he's been good, because he deliberately decided not to wear a jersey on Pride Night. Pride Night's been something that, for the last five or six years, has been a very popular thing in the NHL. It's just showing support for a group of people that hasn't had a whole lot of support uh, just in their lives. So I've never had a problem with that. I was shocked to see that certain players did have a problem with that. Uh, I guess Russian Orthodox is the one that I'm the least familiar with in terms of religions, or at least it's up there. Uh, But even someone like me who's a Christian, Jay, like I I wouldn't have a problem putting on a jersey if it meant that someone else felt more – welcomed in the arena and it's not like they're wearing it every night it's like you just wear it for one thing so the fact that he looked at that and decided to have a heart of hate first of all stood out stood out to me as this guy's a terrible guy and i'm glad he's not on my team and then i saw a text today or not text a notification up he's on my team now and i instantly was i was befuddled i was like why why this guy i just and then i saw the like i was like okay well what what did we give up for him I'm like, oh, first round pick, great. So like, so we basically gave up Corpy and uh, I keep forgetting uh, Gavrikov. Gavrikov, <laughs> Vladislav Gavrikov. We gave up Vladdy and Corpy for this guy. Basically, is kind of like when I'm crunching the numbers on this. Like, I don't know, man. It just it seems like could he be a good player? I don't know. I haven't really paid that much attention to what he's been doing. I know he's a he's a big size center who's got a He's, he's shown some skill in terms of what he can do carrying the puck as a defenseman. But outside of that, he's never been a guy that's got me excited. He's He was second on the team on the Flyers this past year in points, played 82 games. He was second on his team in defense in the defenseman category in points, beaten out only by Tony D'Angelo, who is an, also a notorious uh, – you know, yeah, like he's own worse, I guess. They could have tried, They could have traded for him. <laughs> Um, really, I see. I see. I think. I, I think they're both pretty bad people. But I didn't want either one of them. I guess from the hockey perspective, I think D'Angelo is a better player than Provorov. So, like, I'm looking at this like we didn't even get a good player really for a first round pick. Like, he didn't even lead the Flyers in points at his position last year. So, like, and the Flyers were terrible. And He's gotten traded by a coach that used to coach our team. And I don't know. It's just like Yarmo loves making deals with the Flyers for some reason. He always does it. And usually he fleeces them, I feel like. But credit to this new GM, Daniel Briere, for, and, and Keith Jones, who's taken over as president of hockey operations, for getting a good deal done for their team. I just was checking out some of what you know Philadelphia Flyers fans have been saying. And, they're pretty excited about getting rid of Ivan Provorov. So 
that should show you how excited I am to begin him, which is I'm not because I don't think he's that good of a player and I think he's a turd. So yeah, let's, let's get into the, the on ice stuff a little bit more. Um, cause I could go for literally hours about the off ice stuff, but let's talk about the on ice stuff. And is he actually going to be able to help this team? Um, and my short answer is no, but I have kind of a longer answer to, to get into that. Uh, but first, I've got to tell you all about one of today's sponsors, which is FanDuel. Uh, so go ahead and make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs, because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet of up to $2,500. That means that if you place your first bet and it doesn't win, if it's up to $2,500, you get that money back in bonus bets to try again, which is pretty sweet. Um, I would love a no-sweat first trade where if you decide that you regret your trade, that you can just try it again. But that's that's beside the point. Um, there's no better place to bet uh, for all of the playoff action, the NBA and the NHL, than America's number one sports book. You can visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA uh, and also us, the Locked On Podcast Network. So... Let's let's look at a couple of stats. So you mentioned his his points. Um, Ivan Provorov, I believe, is a pretty offensive-minded defenseman. He has been playing on a very bad offensive team in the Flyers. I think that's fair to say. Um, looking at the stats this year, uh, they were the Travis Konechny led them in points this season with uh, sixty-one points. You know, so they were not an especially offensively gifted team this season. Arguably, neither were the Blue Jackets, but that's neither here nor there. Then that. why are we trading for? Why are we trade? Why are we looking at that team as that's the team right. we need to try to add pieces it's just, from? And that, that's like, the thing that gets me. Like, okay, I don't necessarily disagree. I don't necessarily disagree with needing to add a defenseman. Um, I don't know that you need a defenseman. Um, looking at without giving up a defenseman as well, like looking at the the Blue Jackets defense right now, they have like with the addition of Provorov, like that's like nine guys that are going to be competing for six spots, and you know Wierenski's going to get a spot, uh, Provorov's going to get a spot, Branson is going to get a spot, Andrew Peak is probably going to get a spot, uh, Adam Boquist is probably going to get a spot unless they move him for some reason. Uh, and then you've got, you know, you've still got Jake Bean. You've got David Juracek, who I think should be in the NHL this season. You've got Nick Blankenberg, who should definitely be in the NHL this season. Um, and there's, uh, there's another guy that I'm forgetting, but, like, there's even that. That's that's eight guys there that are competing for six spots. So, like, I don't know why you wouldn't try to move out a defenseman if you wanted to, if you wanted to get bigger and tougher on defense. Like, fine, whatever. I don't know why you wouldn't, try to move out like i i don't know i like adam boquist i think you could get a lot for adam boquist if you moved him out um it just i don't know it feels like it's a tr making a trade for trade's sake um and looking at the guys like, we were talking about we were talking about matt grizzlick uh, for boston as a potential trade you know and and it's easy to look to it's easy for us to sit here i think and say How, why did you trade for this guy why didn't you trade for this guy you know and i saw similar conversations when they traded oliver bjorkstrand um, last off season was why didn't you trade Gus Nyquist? Why didn't you trade Jake Voracek? And like, I think it's really easy to sit here and say, well, you should trade that guy. You know, maybe they tried to Grizzly and couldn't get him. And but I don't know, just it's such a it's a it doesn't make sense as a trade, and it makes me worried for what the team is going to look like next year 
And it makes me worried about what other decisions that Yama Kekalainen is going to make. Because in the last week, he spoke, like, in, in the in the kind of the, the end of the season, the, what, what, what do they call it? The, the, the locker uh, exit interviews, that's what they're called. Um, they spoke a lot about the team needing to find an identity and the team needing accountability. And they needed to change something in the room. And then you look at the players that they're bringing in and the coaches that they're bringing in, and it worries me. Um, and and one final one final comment I'll have before um, I'll, I'll turn it back over to to Hayden for his thoughts on kind of Ivan Provorov as the as someone who is probably going to be on the second line the second pairing for this team. Um, except I've lost my train of thought, so I guess we won't do that. But um, it's I don't know. It just it's so frustrating to watch because I, I want this team to be good so much, and it feels like. They are not bored, but I feel like they're trying to hurry up the rebuild. It feels like they're they're, they're impatient and they've kind of gone into win now mode. And it feels like, and this is kind of, I'm sure we had this conversation maybe like last episode or a couple episodes ago. I think that Yamaka Kalainen thinks he has a different team than he he actually has, you know? Mm -hmm. I think he values the wrong things. Um, And we kind of saw that last season when he went out and got Eric Branson because he had this weird idea that the Blue Jackets were being bullied two seasons ago and again he kind of he's like he's looked at this team and gone you know what we need we need a guy that had 27 points was a minus 17 and a 42 percent share of the shot attempts on the ice at all at all situations that is making six and a half million now in fairness I believe LA is retaining 30 percent of his salary so I think he's only making like just under four, four just over four yeah for the Blue Jackets and he's here for two seasons um which is is two seasons too long it's not it's not a lot like it's not a super long time it feels like it's a i assumed that it was kind of a a bridge to get the young guys to be kind of a little bit get them some more kind of seasoning in the ahl but then yamaka kleinen is talking about um how he's he's a a good young defenseman that has a lot of good years ahead of him and that worries me that he's going to try and and extend them so I don't know. He's 26. Just... I, we've seen him by now. We know who he is. He's not. He's a guy who clearly has an issue with something that I think should be worldwide accepted by now. And it's he's he's a big part of a movement that's kind of gone the other way for the LGBTQ community, and it's been unfortunate to see. But I, I don't want him in my locker room. I just I just told you last episode, Jay. Like the Blue Jackets are. They're bringing in a lot of big personalities, and they brought in Babcock. He's one of the bigger personalities there is in the hockey world, and now you bring in this guy. Like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Now, granted, I guess I don't know. It's 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 a frustrating week for for Blue Jackets fans, a whole lot of them, because a lot of people didn't want Babcock, but it's even more frustrating because nobody wanted this guy. Nobody, nobody is excited for. Ivan Provorov, especially considering you gave up a first round for him. Like if you wouldn't have given up a first round for him, if this would have been a guy that you just like signed for like, you know, cheap. Okay, fine. I believe in second chances, I guess. But like, no, this was a terrible trade. It's a guy in a locker room that, like I said, is just, he's not going to be a culture fit just because of just his stance on simple things, you know? So 
It's frustrating. You're allowed to be frustrated. Blue Jackets fans, you should be frustrated right now because, yeah, this is exactly what you said, Jay. This is just Yarmo making a trade because, you know, Yarmo needs to make a trade. And maybe we just need someone to walk into the room and just, Yarmo, can you just put the phone down? Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to make it. You don't need to bring somebody in right now. Like, let's just see what we got first. You it know, feels like, like, and I've kind of seen this uh, on Twitter a little bit is Yarmo knows that he's in the hot seat. Hmm. And I think this is a reaction to him. And we talked about it with the Babcock thing as well. I think he knows that this is kind of his last. If the Blue Jackets are a lottery team again next season, I don't know if Yamakakalina is the GM this time next year. You know? And so I think he's making big, he's swinging big now in the hopes of maybe saving his job later. And I I just think it's going to backfire on him. This isn't a big swing to me. This is like a kind of like a, a half-efforted swing, you know, kind of like a, a check swing that, you know, turned into a bunt to the third baseman that he came up and just, you know, smoked you out of first base. I'm talking because Jay just went to a baseball game, so he knows that now. He knows that he understands <laughs> know, that reference now. Maybe I'll just get into baseball <laughs> instead of hockey. Like, are the Guardians Maybe that's still your fun? sport. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, but... let's let's move on. Let's talk a little bit more about kind of the future and because I've seen a couple of people that are in the CBJ media landscape, this is not the end of it. There are going to be more moves. And so let's kind of talk about that a little bit. But first, I want to talk to you about bird dogs, because everything is terrible right now, except for the fact that uh, I am wearing my bird dogs, and it's 95 degrees outside, and I am cool and comfortable. Uh, They look great. They fit great. Um, They are the most comfortable pair of shorts that I have ever owned, and that's really exciting for me, a person that owns a lot of pair of short, a lot of pairs of shorts. So uh, they are, um, like I said, they're comfortable. They come in like really um, inclusive sizes. They've got a lot of different uh, colors and styles. So you know you're gonna find something that you like on bird dogs. And I have been wearing them basically since I got to the states, and I don't plan to take them off until I have to go home again. So that's uh, that. If that is, if you are interested in comfortable shorts, birddogs.com is the place to go. And if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL, use promo code locked on NHL, and they're going to send you a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Once again, that is birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Okay, let's let's talk about um, like I said, the future. This is not the end of the off season. I do think that there are going to be more. There are definitely going to be more moves coming. I just don't know what those moves are. Um, I'm kind of at this point in time bracing myself for him to trade th- for Yamakalainen and to trade third overall to Calgary for Elias Lindholm, and that's going to be that. Um, like that's I don't know. Maybe I'm just being fatalistic about this because they keep disappointing me. But like, what? Where do you go? From here, as a team, you've you've okay. You've got Provorov. You've got your your new big beefy defenseman that, in theory, could score ten to fifteen goals this season. Um, he better, he better because he's. He, I have no reason to like him from what he did in Philadelphia. Yeah, like, he's coming in here on bad terms already. If yeah, he's good on the ice, then it still won't make me like him, but it will soften the blow of of this this trade. Um, but. I'm hearing people say the Blue Jackets are going to go and get another defenseman. I just, I don't see how, I don't see how this, this works. Like it's, they have so many defensemen and going out and getting more defensemen, I feel like is just kind of kicking the can down the road here. 
Yeah, I agree. I you read off the list of defensemen, and it does sound not stacked, but but it does seem like you got a lot of guys floating around there. And you just you just traded away your kind of your big piece that your biggest card at least. Like mm-hmm. if you were gonna make a huge splash via trade, it was gonna be with one of your first round picks. And ideally for a Blue Jackets fan, it would have been that second first round pick which is what they did. They got Provorov back. So it's like, okay, the big trade is kind of over. Unless you said, unless you're right, like they they trade the third overall. I like Yarma loves trades, but I I would be very upset if he traded away the third overall pick. I think there are some fantastic players in this draft. I mean, they're already talking about Fantilli now potentially falling. I don't think it will I don't think it will go that way. I really do think it will go obviously Bedard, Fantilli and then probably Carlson, but you know, anyway. At this point, I don't know that I have the faith in Yama Kekalainen to draft Leo Carlson third overall. I am waiting for him to go fully off the board and take like David Reinbacker or someone at third, and then I really will just turn into the Joker. But <laughs> it's a different conversation for a different day. But like, even if he did draft like Mitchkov or something, I would be more content with that than I would him trading something like this for. Like, I love Elias Lindholm. I've been big on him, but. I would not give a third overall pick for him. I would not. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed right now. I think that's just straight up. I was really excited for the Babcock hire uh, over the weekend, but this just left me completely in the dumps. And I just is confusing to me, just even from a public relations standpoint. You knew you were going to get backlash from hiring Babcock, one, because he was a former Red Wings coach who Blue Jackets fans kind of don't like the Red Wings, and two, he has beef with players which was, you know, re- players that were well-liked around the league, a.k.a. Mitchell Marner, and then you hire this guy. Like, it's just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, it's just, we're trying to be, are we trying to be the most unlikable team in the NHL? Like, because if so, we are on our way. But it's just, I want to like them, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just frustrating. That's, yeah, that's the thing, is it's so frustrating. I feel like the team has had really good vibes for the past couple of seasons. And then, yeah. Yeah, we talked about this. They bring in Babcock, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, the vibes got a little worse, and now they bring in this guy. The vibes are going to get a little bit worse, <laughs> for me specifically, and for other, you know, queer Blue Jackets fans, because there are a lot of us. But I just think it bothers me that, like, Put on the jersey, man. It's just for warm-ups. Like, it yeah, shouldn't – like, it's just such a simple thing. Like, I don't – I really don't understand – like, you. I just – it's frustrating is what it is. Is uh, This guy is frustrating me already. And I just know that he's probably going to go out there. He's probably going to – he you know, came from the Flyers organization, so it's not like he's been, you know, under a lot of pressure or played in a franchise that has high expectations – he played for literally a media company. That's who owns the Flyers. So put that in perspective. And then now he's going to come here and he's probably just going to do the same like half-efforted plays all over the place. And I'm going to hate him. Like that's what's going to happen. So <laughs> yeah, this is another case of like, prove me wrong. You know? Yeah. I still, it's, it's, it's really tough, and I've been doing a lot of thinking over the past kind of couple hours of between this trade breaking and us uh, recording this. So, like, we're recording at like, what is it there? Like five four forty five p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern on Tuesday. So the trade only got broken like a couple hours ago, and so I've been doing a lot of thinking about like, if he succeeds on the ice, does that make this trade better? And like, yes, but it's not going to make me feel better as a person. So you know, it's really tough to kind of separate no. the off ice stuff with the on ice stuff. That being said, like if we win a cup, 
and you see him rolling down the street with the cup above his head, you're gonna be like, yeah. Yeah, like, it's gonna <laughs> like be, uh, very much gonna be a, I want to succeed in spite of this person. Right, yeah. You know? Pa- pass the um, cup to somebody. And, yeah. That's, I think I just, that's what I keep coming back to, is that, like, you can be a bad person or you can be a bad hockey player, like, pick a struggle. Um, and he <laughs> seems to have chosen chosen both. And, both, um, yeah. I think we'll have to talk to um, Rachel and Russ from Locked on Flyers. We'll get their opinion on on Provorov and um, they're thrilled both with this trade which like I would be thrilled with this trade if I was a Flyers fan yeah you know, they, got, they got they got a thing is it's not that it was sometimes trades are bad for everyone this trade felt bad for specifically us um and I think even LA got out of it okay like they gave up a second round pick but they also got to take Cal Peterson's like 5.5 million dollar cap it off the books uh they got Sean Walker's cap it off the books they're probably going to re-sign Vladislav Gavrikov I think that's what bugs me actually um is a lot of people are like well you traded Gavrikov for Provorov and that's an upgrade and I don't know man if, if I had the choice between having Vladislav Gavrikov the first round pick or Ivan Provorov I think I, of those three, I think I take Gavrikov. I really do. Provorov is more of a like he's more of a goal scorer from the blue line, which I think is always nice to have. But yeah, I just I didn't I just didn't want this guy. I mean, if he comes in and plays good hockey, I, I will I will be I will feel better about it. But he's got to do he's got to play really damn good hockey, and I'm still gonna be pretty upset every time I see him on the ice because I'm like, why? Why? Why him? There were so many other better defensemen out there. And yes, uh, Philadelphia Flyers fans, you should be happy because you're one less crappy person away from having a likable hockey team again. Yeah. Still got a lot to go. A lot of guys to get rid of. But <laughs> I do worry that this was karma for me laughing at them getting Tony D'Angelo after picking up John Torella. But like, so maybe I should stop being mean to other teams. Like that feels like what's what's happening here. But um, this is not going to be the last time we talk about. How about this? Well. How about this? Um, I can okay. I get a good spin zone for you, Jay. Let's say you know Blue Jackets. You know, win a cup or whatever. Let's say they have some good playoff runs. Let's say they don't win a cup. They have a pretty much the exact same thing that Torts had six years of just really competitive hockey. And at the end of it, it comes out that Ivan Provorov was the only player bullied which we shouldn't bully anyone but he was the only one bullied by mac mike babcock would you be okay with that like that was the one he was the only like that was the guy that got that mike babcock got under that's the other thing is that i can't figure out like and so okay here's the thing i think homophobes should be bullied i'm not going to advocate for people being bullied at their place of employment um Fair. so it's a really thin it's a really thin line here. <laughs> um that being said i think I'm really interested to see how those two gel. Um, I think we're, we're gonna we're gonna finish off the the show. Uh, we are gonna, like I said, we're gonna talk to Rachel and Russ from Locked On Flies about this probably in the next week or so, um, and kind of get a a more detailed picture on who Ivan Provorov is as a player. But I did text Rachel, um, who's wonderful, about him. So we'll wrap up uh, with her comments. Uh, and I was like, okay, listen. Obviously, we don't like him, but. What is he like on the ice? Uh, And so Rachel says he's been lethargic defensively, making mistakes on coverage. He can be effective offensively, and he's a pretty good power play guy when it is a three forward, two defenseman scheme. She's not sure what he's going to look like anywhere else because he's pretty clearly been unhappy in Philadelphia and wanting to be somewhere else. He's in the best shape of most NHL players, so he can handle the big minutes. But do you want him out there for all those minutes? Maybe not. So I think that the key here is... um, manage his minutes 
if he is a second pairing guy playing, you know, what, 20 minutes a night, like that feels, that feels fine to me. Um, I don't, what, what I don't want is for him to be playing, you know, 26 minutes a night. Cause that feels like, again, we're just going to get back into a player that player that is effective playing limited minutes, plays way too many minutes, gets lambasted for it. You know, I think he could be effective on this team. And like I said, I will be really interested to see how he gels with Babcock. Um, but yeah, I just, like you said, I don't, I just don't feel good about having him on my team and that's, that's, that's how it is, you know, and that's, I'm, my feelings on that are not going to change anytime soon. And I don't know that there are going to be, people are going to want to debate this. And I don't know that you can debate my feelings about this. You know, I'm not going to change my mind on how I feel about him as a, as a person. Um, I'm willing to change my mind on how I feel about him as a player, but. But it doesn't even make opinion. sense why we brought him in as a player, Jay, because he's an offensive minded defenseman. And like, we have plenty of those. Right. We have a lot of those already. Like Jake Bean, Adam Boquist, Zach Wierenski. Like we have, we need some better def, like pure defensemen, stay at home defensemen. Like we need Vladislav Gavrikovs. We need David exactly. Savards. We need Seth Joneses. We need those guys. We don't need these guys that are known for being offensive defensemen that can't even outscore Tony D'Angelo. Like that's not what we need. And that's what Yarmo has done for us. Yarmo, you are seriously, seriously, you need a, you have a problem. He's, you on, are very, he's on very thin ice for me at the minute. And again, he, he's addicted to making trades and he needs to stop. We were going to do a show, not this week, I think, but next week, maybe looking at Yarmulkekalainen's kind of tenure as GM over the past kind of five years. Um, and I think he just got knocked down a significant amount of percentage points for for this move. So we'll uh, we'll kind of go back to to that. I think we're going to wrap it there. Otherwise, we will just end up yelling about how much we hate this trade for the next four hours. And I do have to go to my friend's son's little league game because uh, I guess I just watch baseball now. You're but, a baseball uh, guy, yeah. This is, this I, is we've all known that. Yeah. <laughs> Noted baseball fan, Jay Foster. Um, that's that's going to be it for us here at Locked on Blue Jackets. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jake Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast, uh, you can find Hayden over at Hayden8971 on Twitter. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email us at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. I think we're going to expand that mailbag that we were talking about to questions on Provorov as well as Mike Babcock. Uh, so if you have questions about that, send them in. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms. Uh, we're on YouTube. We are on Sirius XM. And we will be back tomorrow, uh, I believe, to talk all about uh, Igor Chinikov, who we have been saying that we're going to talk about for like a week now. And then the Blue Jackets keep breaking news. So, But tomorrow, we're going to do it. We're going to talk about Igor Chinikov. Uh, and we're going to have fun with it. So that's going to be tomorrow's episode. Thank you once again for listening. And until then, make sure you stay. Locked on.